Hello, welcome to my podcast, The Black Eye. I am your host, Michelle. And today, I have something of a bonus episode. Um, I was online earlier today, and I was listening to The Hill. Uh, not one of my favorite places, but definitely informative um, when it comes to, well, it's not my least favorite place. It's actually more informative than cable news networks. And um, it pretty much confirmed what I was saying earlier about uh, the left and the Biden White House blaming conservatives for uh, the being unvaccinated and the, the media forming this narrative that the right is responsible for the rising COVID cases, in particular, the Delta variant among the vaccinated people, and that the vaccinated people are in danger uh, from the unvaccinated people, which makes no sense. Um, uh, We were told a time and time again that uh, the vaccines are effective against these new variants, only to find out that new studies from Israel um, find uh, prove that the efficacy of the vaccinations are only about 66% against the, va- the variant, the Delta variant. So, interestingly enough, I listened to the complete um, podcast, uh, and I think you will benefit from hearing this too. And this person, I believe, is a person on the left. So, it is very interesting to hear uh, and to reinforce um, this gut reaction that we, the American people, have to the so-called science and to um, what the administration is pushing forward um, in the media. Oh, what the media is actually driving, because it's the media who's driving the story. I mean, you you heard the questions in my previous podcast, and, and you probably watched the um, the the news uh, the conference, the news conference with uh, Jen Psaki, where she practically you know, not she, but the media were practically trying to steer the narrative to um, and, and going as far as to suggest that the White House blamed non-vaccinated, particularly, and when they say non-vaccinated, they mean conservatives, they mean uh, Trump supporters, they, you know, they, they're using coded language. Um, to drive home this point that the this is a political idea, this is political, um, these political people are trying to stick it to Biden, even though most of us don't give a damn about Biden. We don't give a damn about him. He means absolutely nothing to us. Uh, some of the Trump supporters don't even acknowledge him as being the president of the United States. Excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> 
those words get caught in my throat. Anyways, <laughs> this is what is going on here. And um, I just wanted to share this bonus um, podcast with you. It's a bonus podcast. It's a, You might have seen it yourself on YouTube. But uh, for those who don't usually watch television or can't watch television, I still wanted to, uh, and I call it television, but it's really YouTube. I still wanted to share this because this is very important and sheds a great deal of light and confirms a lot of the beliefs um, that a lot of us have uh, regarding the COVID-19 mandates. Hey, Robbie, what's on your radar? Well, I said this was coming, and now here we are. Federal health officials and the Biden White House are asking Americans to once again mask up to slow the spread of the highly contagious Delta strain of COVID-19. But here's the catch. The government is making this ask of vaccinated people, not because the Delta variant poses a grave threat to their health. Spoilers, it doesn't. But because, in theory, we could spread the disease to an unvaccinated person. In a press conference on Wednesday, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky explained that the vaccines still hold up remarkably well against the Delta variant in terms of preventing severe disease and death. They also substantially reduce infection rates and transmissibility. But what the CDC has found is that when rare breakthrough infections do occur, Delta's viral load is high enough that a vaccinated person could potentially transmit the virus, probably not to another vaccinated person, who is extremely protected against severe disease and death in any case, but to an unvaccinated person. This new guidance weighs heavily on me, and I just wanted to convey that this was not a decision that was taken lightly. Um, public health experts, scientific experts, medical experts, when we when had shown them these data, have universally said that this required action. Um, I saw it, and I felt it when I saw the data myself. So I just wanted to perhaps and say that this was not something that we took lightly and something that I know weighs heavily with me and with all of America. So given that, the CDC wants vaccinated Americans to mask up while indoors if they live in areas of the country seeing significant spread. Just to be extremely clear, it's not for their own health. It's for the health of the unvaccinated. So doesn't that raise a pretty fundamental question? After all, the vaccines are widely available, with the exception of young children who aren't very susceptible to COVID anyway. Pretty much everyone who wants a vaccine, well, you can get one. I got one. If you can get the vaccine, but you don't want to, well, that's your choice. It's not a choice I agree with, but it's yours to make. But why should vaccinated Americans have to accept any further restrictions on our own liberties in order to protect the percentage of the population that isn't interested in protecting themselves? How on earth is that fair? Indeed, younger people who don't have much to fear from COVID were encouraged to get the vaccine because it would allow them to return to their life per usual. No more masks, no more lockdowns, no more, no more social distancing. Millions of Americans have upheld their end of that bargain, but now the government is saying, well, it's not enough. Wear the mask anyway, even though it doesn't make any difference for your own health or the health of your vaccinated friends, neighbors, and family. Really, the CDC is undermining confidence in the vaccines by suggesting that they're just one COVID mitigation tool among many, with masks being another. Consider this remarkably confused statement from Vice President Kamala Harris. Anyway, we're going to cut this thing off. Nobody likes wearing a mask. Get vaccinated. Nobody likes wearing a mask. Get vaccinated. That's what she said. 
But even if you get vaccinated, you might still be told to wear a mask if you live in an area of the country where COVID cases are rising. What? Note that this includes two-thirds of the counties in the U.S., mostly in the South, where vaccination rates have lagged, and we are again seeing COVID infection rates go up. What we haven't seen yet is a significant uptick in the death count. Now, in previous COVID cycles, it is true that deaths have lagged cases. So yes, it's always possible we'll really see the fatality numbers start to increase down the road. But keep in mind that the most at-risk population, seniors, have very high vaccination rates, and thus it's plausible that an increase in cases won't overwhelm our hospitals this time. Given that, local authorities are probably overly worried about case numbers. I mean, consider the District of Columbia. The White House is now instructing visitors to wear masks because of substantial COVID spread in the city. The city's coronavirus website, however, says we're experiencing only moderate spread, not substantial spread. Moderate and substantial are both abstractions, so let's add some numbers in. While the seven-day positivity rate has indeed increased since June 1st, there have been fewer than a dozen coronavirus deaths in the entire city during that time. It hardly seems like the situation is so dire that vaccinated people need to start masking up indoors or even in their own homes. Yet that is precisely what the CDC's new guidance requires. Walensky recommended that vaccinated Americans mask up while in close proximity to the unvaccinated, the immunocompromised, and children. Recall that even during the darkest days of the pandemic, no one in government suggested that families should wear masks inside their own homes. But after a year in charge of running our lives, federal health bureaucrats have become addicted to bossing everybody around. And now there's no level of acceptable risk for them. That also means that when school resumes in the fall, every student, teacher, and staff member will be expected to wear a mask, whether vaccinated or not, even though kids have as much natural immunity to COVID-19 as vaccinated adults. Just 300 Americans under the age 18 have perished from COVID during the pandemic. Remember the conservative talking point that coronavirus is just like the flu? Well, that's not remotely true in general, but it is true for kids and teenagers. The flu is actually slightly more deadly for the young. They don't need masks and neither do their vaccinated teachers, but the CDC couldn't care less. Day after day, government bureaucrats and politicians prove that they aren't really serious about ending the pandemic. When asked about mandating vaccination for federal workers, President Biden said only that, well, this was under consideration. Will you require all federal employees to get vaccinated? It's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. Are you concerned that the CDC's new mask guidance could sow confusion? We have a pandemic because of the unvaccinated. We're so in this country. The more we learn, the more we learn about this virus and the Delta variation, the more we have to be worried and concerned. And then only one thing we know for sure, if those other 100 million people got vaccinated, we'd be in a very different world. The government won't force its own employees to get vaccinated, but it will force you to wear a mask regardless of whether you get the shot. Does that sound fair? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm obsessed with this, Kim, but I'm, I'm really annoyed by how eagerly our health authorities reach for mask mandates. It's like they love the idea of mask mandates when we have a more effective tool, vaccination, and they're in no rush. I mean, I mean, they, you know, they're encouraging vaccination, but the vaccines aren't even they're not they're under emergency authorization. They're not fully authorized. The CDC, the FDA, they're taking their sweet time, but they're like, yeah, everybody should just wear masks again. I mean, it's crazy to me. Well, I think you're right in that. I don't think this is ever going to end. I think that these mandates and I actually worry that 
harsher mandates are going to be coming back in the fall. I think what's happening is that these politicians are looking at the data coming out of Israel. And Israel is a great test case country because they vaccinated nearly all of their adults and they all got the same one vaccine. And the the latest data that just came out, came out of Israel, I believe even yesterday or the day before, was that the vaccines are only, now they're saying 16% effective in stopping the spread, uh, a lot higher effectiveness in stopping severe illness, a lot higher effectiveness in stopping uh, death. But they're saying that for the people that were vaccinated back in January, their data is showing a 16% effectiveness. Now, the people that were vaccinated in April, they're showing a 75% effectiveness. So it does seem to wane at this point, but, you know, the data is still unclear. Nonetheless, so so the, the fear is then is that, you know, we did vaccinate a lot of our elderly early on. And so they're thinking, oh, no, um, I think they're juggling because they're wanting to send the message of everybody needs to be vaccinated. But then, you know, then it is a very confusing message to say, but then now you have to wear a mask. And they're not really willing to say it's because the data coming out of these other countries that are heavily vaccinated are still showing high levels of spread. Seychelles, Israel, Chile. Um, And now there's even a preprint that came out, and this is why I think it'll really never end, is there was a preprint that was published yesterday that came out from Chile, and their study showing that the Lambda variant, now you haven't even heard of the Lambda variant, right? So it's like we have the Delta, you know, we've had this, the Alpha, the Beta, and now we're we're in the Delta, and then we're going to be moving on to the Lambda. And they're saying the Lambda might be able to evade vaccines altogether. So I worry that this really is never going to end, that we are going to be masked forever and that we're going to go back into lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. And they're looking for a boogeyman to blame. And the reality is you're right, Robbie, in that you should be worried about protecting yourself, right? So if that's through vaccination or whatever you feel like is your best protection, whether it is just wear a mask or stay inside your house, some people feel much more comfortable that way. I'm all for whatever makes you comfortable and whatever makes you feel safe. Do you, you know, you do you. Um, But I do fear that we're going to be doing this circus for a long time until they realize I don't, you know, and every expert has said they don't think this is going anywhere. We're going to have to learn to live with it. Various strains coming around. And so I don't know. And and we're also going to be, we're going to be spooked about how bad it is for forever because of the media's absolute addiction to what I call COVID panic porn. I was watching cable news again yesterday, and you can, the, the glee, they're salivating at the idea that cases are rising again. They tr- they really are, because, yeah. you know, uh, uh, viewers, readers, et cetera, are way down with the pandemic waning in the post-Trump years. You know, Trump was really good for ratings. They don't have him anymore. They need something to scare people. So all the, you know, the trackers, oh, cases up 7%, ah, you know, yeah. up 7% from like 14 to 18 and still no deaths. But, but so right. they're always going to be in terrify people mode um, and, and, you know, begging for some kind of government intervention. And we're going to continue to get it unless we absolutely refuse. Yeah. And, you know, the the one thing that really alarms me the most is that, look, if we are getting this data, you know, I mean, we all say trust the science, trust the science. If we are getting the data coming from these other countries that the vaccine wanes after in, in effectiveness uh, and, and the people that are the most affected are, are the elderly, if it is waning, then they really do need to start talking about maybe giving a third dose to the yes. elderly. And yep. I don't know why they're not. I mean, to me, I'm like, why are they pushing and they're, you know, they're trying to blame uh, conservative America for not getting vaccinated when actually black America is one of the most hesitant mm-hmm. groups to be vaccinated. They don't want to 
you know, they're, they're pushing this, but at the same time, what they really need to be doing is saying, we got to protect grandma. I'm worried for my grandmothers. They're both in, they're both 94 years old, you know, so I want them to, they got vaccinated in January. I want them to have a third dose, a booster dose of this data coming out of Israel is accurate. Yeah. I don't want them to push and demonize who, the, the younger person, the 22 year old in Alabama who doesn't want to get it. Yeah, I, it feels like health authorities will recommend wearing three masks before they allow you to get three vaccine shots. Uh, coming up, yeah. panelists Max Alvarez and Henry. So, um, you heard this uh, broadcast, this podcast, um, and I wanted to play it for you in its entirety because I wanted to make sure that you heard what I heard and that. Um, the comments on it that I make are truly accurate. Um, they keep calling the breakthrough infections rare. But the, the truth of the matter is that these breakthrough infections are far more prominent than they are trying to lead us to believe. So they're not rare. Um, they really did not plan or did not know. And as um, Jen Psaki said earlier today, that um, it, back in May or, you know, early on, the Delta variant did not exist. And it certainly didn't exist in May in, uh, in May in the United States. So they didn't know about the Delta variant. And they couldn't have, I don't believe in, in its entirety that they planned to um, have a full, um, uh, uh, what do I want to say? What's the word I want to use? But anyway, they, they didn't have a full inoculation on the, vari on the variants because they didn't know what variants were going to come out. I think they believed that they had stopped COVID in its tracks. I mean, that was the original idea, right? And, um, you know, mandated vaccines in, in, in government places and in businesses. Um, Jen Psaki had already made it clear that um, they weren't going to, the, the, the federal government wasn't going to mandate vaccines. Um, but, how, however, they are mandating vaccines in um, the VA, the Veterans Affairs, um, the Veterans Hospitals, i.e. Uh, hospitals where people are uh, closely um, working and directly working with people who could possibly be affected or infected with the COVID-19 slash Delta variant. And um, yes, I do have a problem with the vaccine not being approved by the FDA. What is taking so long? Why is it still in emergency state? Why? This would go a long way into um, changing people's minds. Um, not everyone because there's still a great, you know, many people who believe what they believe. But it would go a great deal, it would go a long way into maybe helping a few more, a few million more people, or a few hundred thousand more people change their mind about the vaccine. So why, why aren't these vaccines being approved by the FDA? What is so important that they can't do this? This is very important. And the data coming out of Israel, that is very interesting, very interesting indeed, and, and various other countries, Chile, and I forgot the other three that she mentioned, 
But those are very interesting. That's very interesting data. Because it's showing that the vaccine is only 16% effective in slowing the spread. That's very, very important. Very important. 16% is slowing the spread. Uh, And data coming out of other countries where the people are vaccinated. Mostly all the adults are vaccinated. And they're still spreading the virus. The virus is still on the spread. So it has it says a great deal about what's going on with these vaccines. A great deal of what's going on with these vaccines and why the unvaccinated may be hesitant about getting the jab. Because those are very important. Those are very important. And um what else can we say about the media media that we haven't said about the media before? The media is into, and I love what he said, you know, COVID porn. They love COVID porn. That is exactly what it is. They want to terrify you. They want to make you terrified. They love having a villain, and they are trying to push the narrative that conservatives are to blame for the um the the uptick in the delta infections when that may not be clearly the case at all not at all not at all that may not be the case but the media keeps pushing that narrative you, you heard it yourself when they questioned uh Gensaki. why can't we um they use the word blame can we blame the unvaccinated um, is it the fault of the unvaccinated? And the president says it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated, as if this virus isn't at all in and of itself contagious to the people who are vaccinated. And the studies out of Israel and various other countries where they have a high vaccination quotient shows that these people are, you know, contracting the Delta variant in high numbers. And another point to make. Vaccine wanes. That's extremely, extremely interesting. It wanes. So how long are you vaccinated for? And they're saying among the elderly, but we really don't know entirely because if it's uh, with the spread, the spread is high among vaccinated adults coming out of Israel. This is their reports. And if that is accurate, that is extremely also that is also extremely important because that says that the vaccination efficacy wanes after a certain time so how long are you vaccinated for how long are you vaccinated for 6 months are you vaccinated for a year as the strains change and and mutate and and we come up with a what is this the lambda are we are you still protected? Are we still protected? What is going on with that? And why? Why? As if we don't really already know, why are they keeping that a secret from us? Because the American people deserve to know. These are questions and legitimate concerns that we need to have addressed. 
Because if the vaccine only lasts for three months, then you have to go back there and get vaccinated again. There is no guarantee that the vaccine will not wane and any uh, variant coming forward or going forward will not affect you. And they're trying to say that once you're vaccinated, you will not um, pass it on to a person who may have tested, tested negative for COVID in the first place. When clearly the reports coming out of Israel say that you are more likely that the spread is high. The spread is high among vaccinated people. So, they want to put forward this mass mandate. These mass mandates. They want to put them into to, uh, effect now. They want everybody to wear a mask. Because the truth of the matter is they really don't know. They don't know. They don't know what the hell is going on. They're telling you to get vaccinated is your best bet. People aren't dying. It seems that people who are unvaccinated aren't dying nearly as much as they were telling us. But, you know, you can't trust anything. And I'm not going to sit here and try to play numbers here. I will maybe on my next podcast, but not today because this is a bonus one. But you see what's going on here. You see what's going on here. And people are waking up. Even on the left, they are looking at this with a side eye. They are looking at this with a side eye. They're looking at this entire situation, the vaccinated, the unvaccinated, reports coming out of Israel. The reports coming out of countries with high vaccination and still a high spread. Everybody is paying attention to what the science is saying. And you're trying to say that the conservatives don't follow the science. Yes, the conservatives do follow the science. They follow the science very closely. Very closely. Maybe to the point of we probably obsess about the science. We we know more about the science than the scientists. To some extent. But. They want to impose that mass mandate. They want to either. They want that mass mandate. They want that mandated vaccination. And the media. The media. The media, mainstream media, cable news, that drag of filth, that atrocious piece of trash, that shithole, that is cable news. Boy, are they driving the narrative. Boy, do they need a scapegoat and an enemy. Boy, do they want it to be the right and the conservative. Boy, do they want it to be Trump supporters. Yeah, I'm beating that drum. I'm beating it. I'm beating it again for the second time today. I am beating the drum. Because it's clear where it's going. You've heard the questions. You've heard what they are saying. You heard the words that they're trying, the narrative they're trying to push. If you dare watch CNN at all, you heard all the garbage they're spouting.
But anyhow, what do you think? How do you feel? How do you feel about the news that you have heard? How do you feel about um, these mass mandates and these mandated vaccinations or these weekly testings? I, I made a podcast earlier about that. Um, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? If you're not okay with that, I have a link in the description for a voice message. Uh, let me know how you feel. Let me know what's going on. Anyhow, the sun is shining today. It is beautiful. The weather is nice, not too humid. I hope the weather is the same where you are. Get outside. Take off your mask. Enjoy the day. And if you've made it with me this far, I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And you all, have a great day. Bye-bye now.